Hi guys! Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Assyria, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. Well, guys, here we are in the new year. I'm glad that you guys are here with me. I've got a couple of more listeners. Hello to you guys. And so a couple of things that happened that is interesting. Okay, first things first. E3 2022, that's not going to be happening in person. I figured that it wasn't. Because this variant, and the new variant, is on the rise. And they're like, we're not going to have it. But they are going to do digital. This is going to be interesting. Because remember last year... And they did the whole digital thing, the summer fest and whatnot, too. I didn't like it. I really did not like E3. I think that it was... It was discombobulated. I think that um, the major companies, that the Xbox, the Sony, who didn't show an, uh, up at any capacity, um, and Nintendo, because Microsoft and... Nintendo pretty much carried E3 last year. But it looks like that's going to be the same thing. Sony is possibly going to be having a um a presentation. I'm sure Nintendo will. Oh, this is sad. This is sad. And I don't know if you know if E3 will ever come back. But then Considering the fanboys and how it like once we get everything and what I mean by everything is these variants under control. I believe that they'll um that they'll um bring it back. Which is not a bad thing. I think that people will go out in droves. Will I ever go? No. But, um... Yeah, that's what E3 stands at right now. I'm really surprised that CES 2022 went on. But they're like... They kind of did it, but... Let's say, for instance, LG and Samsung. And Sony. Because Sony went there and they showed off their car. This is conceptual, you know, or concept. And they talked about um, the VR. Now, they had that little person uh, pres- presentation, and they showed off the video game Horizon. And 
it showed like the the glimpse was incredibly quick like you didn't even know but um this is what they you know told everyone what to expect how this next system is going to be not system but peripheral it's going to work Sony Next Generation Wired Gaming Goggles, which plugs into the PlayStation 5 console, will feature OLED panels with increased resolution from the first generation and a maximum refresh rate of 120 hertz. Now, they did not talk about their pricing and they did not talk about their release date, but considering that they can't even get PS5s out because of the chip shortage. I don't know if you'll be seeing a PSVR 2 this year. I really don't see it. But they did show it. Uh, It looks similar. It looks similar. But... Yeah, they were there in person. LG did it remotely, but their products was there. Do you know what I mean? And Samsung did the same things. And then switching subjects. And then out of the blue, the Ubisoft Plus. Uh. Is going to be coming to the Xbox consoles. Um, now it won't be free with the Game Pass Ultimate, which for whatever reason I don't understand why not. But um, because the platform is already on the PC, but um, it'll be coming to the Xbox, and it's going to include Far Cry. Um, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs franchise, uh, and Rainbow Six Extractions will be part of their plan for day one. Now, on the their subscription services, fifteen dollars on the PC. I don't know whether or not if that price will be carrying over to next like to the Xbox I don't know but you know if if you are a fan of Ubisoft here you go this is a good this is a good thing let me let me find out is this on the PlayStation No, because if it was on a PlayStation, they would have announced it or said something about it. Then again, I don't know, because this came out of the blue. So, okay. This past week, Sony kind of announced some of their... You know, they're bigger sellers. One game was being, um, Days Gone. And the other one is, 
God of War, Miles Morales, but the one that everyone's talking about is Days Gone, because Sony pretty much did not like the sale of that game, and they said that it was over $8 million. And everyone couldn't understand why. So then, I'm sorry, I'm reading. So let me just read this through real quickly. Yesterday, Game Informer report that Days Gone director Jeff Ross said Bent Studios' latest games sold more than Ghost of Tsushima which recently hit a milestone after selling 8 million copies. However, in a recent live stream with the former God of War and Twisted Metal director David Gaffney, Ross revealed that his source for the numbers that was now defunct website called GameStat, which tracks PlayStation's trophy data as reports, and here's what Ross said, where I got my data from, I had access to a lot of telemetry and I could see stuff when we were at 5 million copies. I'm really surprised that 5 million copies got sold and why in the world is Sony acting so shady towards them? This is my whole thing, I'm sorry. The telemetry galley was at 5.8 million. There are basically resales or shared discs. I was actually using the external website. I think they're offline now. But they were using trophy data and it lined up with our eternal telemetry data. So for me, it looked like good enough. Ross said that when that when leaving Sony, you don't necessarily get final numbers from the game sales. Ross also said as a creative director, he could he didn't have access to the complete and official Sony numbers. So it's all speculation. I think that they sold possibly four million. But even if they sold four million, hell, even if they sold a million, a million, I don't understand why did Sony not take them on? That's the part that's confusing to me. Oh well, well, I'm sure whatever, whoever they decide to work with next time, that this will be a lesson learned and they will, you know, grow from this. There's rumors that Mario Kart 9 is already in development and it comes like there's a twist that's gonna be added to the game. You remember how they did like 8 with the, um, with the, 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 not the hovercraft, but what was the special thing about 8? I know it was like, you can, you'll be able to 
dried upside down, but you didn't know it. But they did it so... I cannot believe that that game is past 45 million sold. But yeah, that was the thing. It's, it's, it's a... No one, it's a very beautiful game. And it ran well with their internet. Like, you know, their, their, um... What you call it again? Their code? Their internet code? I don't know. It it does wonderful playing online with the world. This is from Polygon. A new Mario Kart game is reportedly on the way, and this time Mario have may have a new trick up his sleeve. According to Sheer Ken Toto, an analyst with Canton Games, Mario Kart 9 is in active development and will come with a new twist. He shared his comments as part of an article on 2022 Games Prediction for GamesIndustryBiz.com. Keep in mind, it's all over. And pretty much that's it. Because we don't know nothing. And you know Nintendo is not selling or saying anything. Because they still want those numbers for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Are you guys... I am ready. But are you guys ready for a new Mario Kart 8? And my question is this. Will it be... On the current switch, or will it be on the next gen switch? Will there even be an announcement of a next gen switch with the announcement of this game? Um, will Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4 be pushed back for this next gen system? Who knows? No big numbers here. Um, in Japan, over the last year, Nintendo Switch has sold 5.3 million. The Sony PS5 has sold 942,798, while the PS4 sold 103,000, 103,000. Um, 786. The Xbox Series X and S hasn't even broke over a hundred thousand. A lot of people was really surprised at the PS4. Well, I don't know why they were really surprised because the PS Sony is not shipping those PS5s to Japan. They're not. I think that they know that Nintendo dominates and they like, we're letting that go. We're letting that region go. Which is, I, I said this before, it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. NVIDIA, um, 
showed off its new um, GPUs, um, GeForce RTX 3090 Ti, and this. Um, Game card will include 24 gigabytes of GDDR6X running at 21 gigabytes per second. That is the same RAM, VRAM, as the 390 with nearly a 7.7% higher memory clock rate. Providing additional performance for 4K gaming and AI tasks. Now, you guys remember last week when I was talking about that they need to bring a cheaper card? Well, they do have a new budget card. That's the RTX 3050, which starts at $249. Which is good. By $80. Remember last... The, the last one, that was that's three sixty, and that was at three hundred twenty nine dollars. Um, as with the other um, RTX GPUs, the three fifty is built on Nvidia Infrared Architect and promised to offer the company most affordable entry race tracing game at sixty frames at bit ten eighty p. Along with eight gigabytes of GDDR6 memory. So it won't do the very, very powerful one, but it, it's, I don't know. It'll get some of the jobs done. And these cards are set to go on sale January 27th. You know I don't know much about these gaming cards, guys. I don't know a lot about them because I don't know the computer that I can customize. Does that make sense? Hmm. But yeah, I'm glad that if you are looking for a game card, there you have it. You probably won't be playing in 4K, but at least you'll be playing in 1080p with along with game ray tracing. And right now, even though 4K is beautiful, but a good 60, 1080p game, hello, Xbox Series S, those games look fine. They look just fine. And the last bit of story is Konami is selling NFTs. You know, I don't like talking about NFTs. I think that they're stupid. I think that they're, I think that they are completely a money grab. Whole concept. And if you jump in and you get screwed over, you deserve it. Because this clearly is dependent on people who will not only buy them, but continue to show interest in this product. It's a made-up idea that 
money-hungry people who don't have much to offer in the financial world using this as a it's a pyramid scheme if you ask me that's exactly what it is to me but because I don't know a lot about it all I know is that Konami is going to be the first one to test it out and if it is any bit of successful you can just about guarantee everyone else is going to get on board watch And those was your top stories in gaming. your top stories in pop culture. What a week. Betty White She has she has went home she has she has she took a look at this this world and was like okay I don't have enough <laughs> I know it sounds really cruel but I I'm trying to smile because we lost her last week And then we turned around and lost Sir Sidney Portier. Legends in their own right. Betty left us at 99. She was like, she was excited about the hundred because time, you know, they did an interview with her celebrating a hundred years with Betty White. Everybody was so excited to celebrate this iconic woman. On and off screen. I mean, Betty White was in the service. Like this woman lived. And everything that she saw, everything that she saw, everything that she went through, she, she, Remained it kind, compassionate, a genuine, wonderful person. She spoke out 
She stood up against those who did not want women to have a voice, to have have advocacy. She stood up in the face of adversity. This was a wonderful woman. And we miss you, Betty Wayne. We miss you already. As the song goes, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for just being a lovely person and and remaining the best of who we ought to be. Sydney Portier, my God, this guy was standing up against discrimination when, in his time, like Jesus Christ, the stuff that the 50s and the 60s went through, oh my God, this man was This is one of the many things off the screen that caught my attention with Sir Sidney Portnier. He was at an interview with reporters in 1968. And uh, they were talking about, just listen. Hopefully you guys can hear it has my association been in the past with Dr. King. For some years now, I've worked uh, raising funds for Dr. King because I uh, believe still very strongly in his non-violent philosophy. What do you feel Rap Brown's purpose is now? I figured that question would come. I am not familiar with all of Mr. Brown's methods except that Mr. Brown suggests violence. Well, I am, as uh, by definition, in opposition to violence, particularly violence for violence's sake. I would say that the urban riots have had effects in uh, every corner of the country and in every arena of life. Uh, I would like to ask you a question. Why is it that you guys are hounds for bad news? Why is it that, uh, you know, it seems to me that at this moment, this day, you could ask me many questions about many positive and wonderful things that are happening in this country. But we gather here to pay court to sensationalism. We gather here to pay court to negativism. You guys have a job to do. Uh, I'm a relatively intelligent man. There are many aspects to my personality that you can explore, I think, uh, very uh, constructively. But you sit here and ask me such one-dimensional questions about a very tiny area of our lives. 
You ask me questions that fall continually within the Negroness of my life. You ask me questions that pertain to the narrow scope of the Samaritans. I am artist, man, American, contemporary. I am an awful lot of things, so I wish you would uh, pay me the respect due and not simply ask me about those things. Let me tell y'all something. I heard that speech after I after you know the announcement that he has passed. I went looking for that speech because we need guys like that. We need men like that. Integrity. He is held in high regard. We don't know his own personal life. We don't. But when that man had nothing but praise, because he stood in his truth. And he was an inspiration to many, especially in that time. He's seeing things. And he spoke out not only on screen, which he was incredible. Incredible. But off screen, he saw what was going on in his community and he wanted to make a change. This man was highly revered. Now, I, for the life of me, the only person I see that is on his caliber, Denzel. It's, we need, we lost, we're losing our greatness. And we are accepting, I know I'm going on a rant, but it's, it's hearing that. And I cannot for the life of me, I look at these new artists and I look at these new stars and I look at these new philosophers and these new quote-unquote educational, but they are being drowned out by bullshit. The Marjorie Taylors and and um these 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 crazy crazy people. Not only are they fucking crazy, I'm going off on the rant. Sorry, guys. Just follow me. Not only are they crazy, 
but they had the power to to affect people livelihoods and their lives and i'm sitting here wondering why is it that those people are lifted up when you're supposed to be lifting up people who have intelligence who has integrity who has compassion it's the same and so yes to serve with love go watch that movie A Raisin in the Sun. Go watch that movie. Guess who's coming to dinner? Go watch that movie. In the heat of the night. Go watch that movie. Honor this man. Honor this woman. By having compassion for your fellow person. Be inspired. Change your ways. Moving on. What's not even moving on? Not even moving on. This stuff has been stuck in my craw. Ever since I heard this bastard, I want you to take the kids and sit them down. I want to talk to y'all. I want to talk to y'all. This is going to, I'm getting on the soapbox again. Hi. But I want to talk to y'all. I don't live in New York. Mm-mm. I don't. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Had I lived in New York, I never have voted for that motherfucker that's in there now. That Eric Adams. That man. How do I say this? I, for the life of me, cannot figure out how the hell did y'all, how did y'all hire that man? How? How? It's when he had that video of him running through his brother's or his cousin's house, whoever the house in there, and he was searching for those um, those weapons that was on that, in that book bag, that was the first red flag. Now, scratch that. That was the tenth flag. The first red flag was that he was a cop. That's the first one. Let me tell you guys something. Y'all have got to stop hiring people who literally work in fields that killed or harm your community. 
this man told his people that they're going to continue to have those schools open as this variant run rampant through his city. He done sat there and told you guys that low-skilled workers pretty much deserve to get no pay, to get no respect, and that they should just remain... It was so disrespectful. And keep in mind, I'm not even in New York. I'm not even living in New York City. But I I listened to this guy press conference. And the only thing I was left to say is, y'all deserve it. Y'all deserve that. Ain't nothing good gonna come to New York behind this man. Ain't nothing good. And I'm not even saying Mayor de Blasio was even better. My God, that man had some some shenanigans up to there is something going on in all of America, in fact. But we're just talking about New York. Y'all have got to stop hiring people like this. You've got to stop hiring people like this. They're not going to stop these gangbangers this violence, and they are the type of people that keep it going. They sign off on those captains' um, paychecks to make sure that they run rapid in your neighborhood, not in uh, Manhattan, not on the Upper East Side, not in those previous little neighborhoods, but they keep running in y'all. Y'all have got to stop hiring these people and stop allowing those people who are in privileged neighborhoods to hijack what it is that y'all need. Low-skilled workers. Y'all need to work. It's the low-skilled workers that keep this economy going. When, when, um, COVID-19 got into full swing, it was people who was calling DoorDash, um, Uber Eats and the like. Amazon. They kept this economy going. How dare you? How dare you? Come around here with that elitist shit. Looking down at the very people who kept your city running. You sat there and you ate at these diners. You spit in their face this past week. The nerve. The absolute nerve of you. Y'all have got to stop doing this. Y'all have got to stop doing this, America. Because, see, this is not changing. Look what's going on with this goddamn variant. People are literally being open and honest about, like, you know, lying about going on these planes 
or going into these open areas knowing they got COVID and it's not telling anyone. We're not going to get past this uh, virus. It's a way of life right now. It's because y'all keep on hiring these idiots. I don't care whether they are Republicans or Democrats or Independents, hello? I need to stop off. I'm going to stop off again. Just thought you always know. That bastard... I don't even know him and I dislike him. I would I would be one of those people that would spit in his food. No, I wouldn't. But I would feel inclined to. Jesus. Andy Cohen. He had that rant on New Year's Day. And I thought that it was kind of fucked up because the fact of it is that he went on a full rant and he was drunk. And yet, they gave Kathy Griffin the boot. I mean, nobody's checking for them. Nobody is checking for Andy Cohen's and um, CNN um, New Year's. Eve or New Year's Day extravaganza. Ever since that, um, what's his name again? What is his name? Anderson Cooper. Ever since Anderson Cooper turned his back on, um, on Kathy Griffin, I don't look at him no more. I don't care to even know what he's doing. I really don't. I've lost all respect for him. The bastard. They go, this man went on a full rant. Kathy Griffin could never do that. And yet they try to fight her for the simplest things. Go by. Child boo. And then... I think the last one we're going to talk about is um, John Stewart. And um, he went on a podcast, and this is against Newsweek. He went on a podcast. I'm going to let him explain. Podcast again. We had a lovely uh, break. Lovely is probably overstating it. It was quarantine and a, a, a terrible, terrible uh, pandemic. That is correct. Havoc. But before we get going, I have to address this. This is this is bonkers, guys. So if you remember, like a month ago, I recorded one of the podcasts with Henrik and Jay, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we were bullshitting about all kinds of stuff. And we started talking about bar mitzvahs. And then Jay uh, said something like he, he did a funny riff on it, like uh, what chapter of Harry Potter was that? And we went off on a Harry Potter thing, right? Mm-hmm. There is no reasonable person that could have watched it and not seen it as a light-hearted conversation amongst colleagues and chums, uh, <laughs> having a laugh, enjoying ourselves uh, uh, about Harry Potter and my experience watching it for the first time in a theater as a Jewish guy and, and how some tropes 
are so embedded in society that they're uh, basically invisible, even in a considered process like movie making, right? Absolutely. So um, we did that a month ago. A month ago. So like two COVID mutations ago, <laughs> back when we were still in like beta world or whatever, wherever we were, this is a month ago. This morning I wake up, it's trending on Twitter, and here's the headline from Newsweek. John Stewart accuses J.K. Rowling, 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 J.K. Rowling of anti-Semitism. So let, let me let me just say this, like super clearly, as clearly as I can. Uh, can I get a close-up? Right, You're in control of your own camera. camera. Bring your I'm face in. I'm in, in control in. of my close-up. Sorry, let me Camera one. Hello. Uh, my name is John Stewart. I do not think J.K. Rowling is anti-Semitic. I did not accuse her of being anti-Semitic. I do not think that the Harry Potter movies are anti-Semitic. I really love the Harry Potter movies. Probably too much for a gentleman of my considerable age. Uh, so I would just like to say that none of that is true and not a reasonable person could not have looked at that conversation and not found it lighthearted. So let me say this instead to Newsweek. Um, your business model is fucking arson. And not the good kind. Not the good kind of arson where they light stuff and control it to prevent forest fires in the future. The kind of arson where you're on the mountain and you've got fucking five minutes and you don't know where the dogs are. Like, that's your business model. And now all the shitheads pile into this ridiculously out of context nonsense uh, that, that you put out there. And let me tell you something. You used to mean something. You know what I mean? You were my go-to at the airport when the kiosk was out of Time Magazine. <laughs> Boom! Roasted! Roasted. We do the magazine roasted. Yeah. Not a Hudson News. So again, I cannot stress this enough. I'm not accusing J.K. Rowling of being anti-Semitic. She need not answer to any of it. I don't want the Harry Potter movies censored in any way. Uh, it was a lighthearted conversation. Get a fucking grip. Uh, and uh, in final, my final word is, is simply this. Good day. A good day, sir. I said good day. You know what this means? What? Grown men are not allowed to talk about children's movies. <laughs> I think that we got hard enough, right? There is too much sensationalism that is going on in this world. They take little, little sound bites and they make big things out of mountains, out of molehills, and hills. That's the proper way how to say it, right? And keep in mind, I'm just having a conversation with you guys because I love you. And... Is it embellished a little bit? Well, if I feel that it's embellished a little bit, I try to, you know, you know, caveat that with um, an asterisk, I hope. They try to comfort him. And they failed because they didn't do their job. They literally depended on people to take that soundbite 
and to drain to drag him through the mud. And are they really to blame? Society right now depends on nothing but a headline. I'm guilty of it myself. It's a new year, guys. And I can already tell it's going to be a bumpy ride. But, I think that's about it for this week. And this section of this podcast. And those were your top stories in culture. Well, guys, it looks like we've come to the end of another great episode here on Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. For all of your Pokemon and Magic the Gathering cards or accessories, please visit jdmintcollectibles.com. They have wonderful prices, great customer care, and fast delivery. Again, visit jdmintcollectibles.com for all of your accessories, card sleeves, for Pokemon cards, as well as Magic the Gathering. If you'd like to reach us via email, you can write to us at cheapthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cheapthrillspodcast01. 